choose your hard, right? Like it's, it's hard to push yourself outside your comfort zone, but it's also hard to sit stagnant and not grow. Welcome to She Believed She Could, the show that is dedicated to helping you show up, shine bright, and achieve abundant success. I am your host and coach, Allison Walsh. And after two decades of starting, scaling, and leading incredibly successful businesses and teams in the mental health and coaching industries, I've got a wealth of experience, a dynamic network of experts, and game-changing resources that I cannot wait to share with you. In addition to being obsessed with all things related to confidence, goal setting, and personal branding, I integrate positive psychology into everything that I do. I'm on a mission to help you chase and accomplish your dreams and truly optimize your potential. So I encourage you to sit back, relax, and soak in all of the amazing advice that's headed your way. Now let's get to work. All right, we are back with another one of our very special episodes leading up to the launch of She Believed She Could. Today, I am shining the spotlight on Dr. Laura Gallagher. She has been an instrumental woman in my life. She has supported me in so many ways, most importantly, helping me lean in and be the best leader I possibly could be. She's actually been on the show before. She was one of our first guests that we welcomed onto the podcast, and I am thrilled to be able to have the time to speak with her today as she shares more about our experience working together, but a little bit more about her. She has worked in the field of professional and personal development since 2005. She is an organizational psychologist, speaker, facilitator, and executive coach. She's the founder and CEO of Gallagher Edge, which she started in 2013. Her noteworthy career began after the space shuttle Columbia exploded upon reentry in 2003, killing everyone on board. Following the tragedy, NASA hired Laura and a team of organizational psychologists to change the cultural influences that were deemed to play a role in the accident. She worked for nearly eight years to positively influence culture, develop leadership capacity, and improve organizational performance at Kennedy Space Center. She was hired to manage the change associated with radical changes in the performance management process and philosophy at Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's and PhD in organizational psychology. She's a licensed human element practitioner, a certified radical collaboration trainer, and a certified coach. I am so pumped that you get to spend some time learning from her today too. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Laura Gallagher. All right. Well, Laura, I am so excited that you are here today. I shared your intro before we started, but I'd love for everybody to hear in your words a little bit more about you. Well, I am somebody who is very passionate about inspiring introspection in others. So I'm an organizational psychologist and I work with leaders to help them become more self-aware so they can make better decisions for themselves and their teams and their organizations. Well, I'm really grateful for the role that you've had in my life. And I, I shared with the you before we started recording, but, um, you know, we are gearing up for launch, which is why you're here. You were in three chapters in the book. And as I talk about you in the book, I always introduce you with your full title and your full name, which I think is hilarious, but also wonderful. Um, but you had a huge impact on my life um, and on my career and especially the days at ARS that I was navigating, you know, really pivotal moments. Um, so for the audience to catch us up, uh, catch them up on where we started, you know, I had reached out to you because we were going through growth, but we were also navigating the challenges related to leading a team through COVID. And I had just been so impressed by 
the experience that I had had with Dean, right? He brought me um, to his house. We did a workshop. That's where I met you the first yeah. time. And I had on my like list of like dreams and goals was to bring you into the fold, right? And to be able to have the chance to work with you. So um, brought you in to help the team at Advanced Recovery. Would you mind just sharing a little bit more about what it is that we focused on there? And then we can jump into just the overarching principles that I really want everybody to, to hone in on today. Yeah. So what we were focused on is really three core ideas um, that all center on self. And again, the whole idea here is that really self-awareness is the most important thing for anybody to really improve upon in order to gain effectiveness everywhere in their life, everywhere. So we were focused on growing self-awareness, growing self-acceptance and increasing self-accountability. So we started out by really coming back to this core idea that every reaction you have is actually based on how you feel about yourself, which I don't know for me, when I learned that, I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, very seen right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there were parts of it for me when I first learned that where I was like, Ooh, gosh, okay. I have some reactions to people sometimes. And I always thought it was them. Like I wanted to always blame them. I assumed it was because they were being such a jerk but now you're telling me that it's about me. And, you know, I had to grapple with that, but it became incredibly empowering and very liberating. And so we started with that idea and this really huge concept then that says that, hey, as much as you can accept yourself, the more you're going to feel like you're in control of how you're behaving and how you're reacting to anything that the world throws at you. So we started out with these really, really big, powerful ideas. And then it's just all about the journey from there. So paying attention to how self-acceptance, self-awareness, and self-accountability all really play together to help us really increase our overall maturity, which is a core tenet that you want to have in any organization to maximize effectiveness. Well, it was transformative. And you know, I was so grateful for the time that I got to spend working with you one-on-one, -on -one, but you also worked with my entire team too, which you know, even as I was transitioning out of that organization and spending time with people one-on-one, -on -one, the amount of times that the time that they had with you as well, that was brought up as part of their growth, right? And how they now saw themselves as leaders. And every single one of those leaders are still at that organization, which I think, especially in a sales role, right? Business development tends to have like a higher turnover rate. And I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is that you know, so many of them are saying nine years, eight years, seven years, six years, they've been there, right? They've have a long tenure for a company that's only 10 years old. And, um, yeah. you know, I think a lot of that goes to the work that you did, right? You helped them grow and mature. And especially because so many of them were first time leaders and managers of people that, you know, they're navigating a lot of feelings, right? Like, you know, they want to be great at what they do, but they also are probably juggling, you know, all emotions around imposter syndrome and fear. And like, who am I now in my, this stage of my career? So, you know, I'm sure you see this often, but if you wouldn't mind sharing, I know we've talked about imposter syndrome before on the show with you, but would love to just hear your insights around how people can navigate that as they continue to elevate in their career. Yeah. So imposter syndrome, first of all, it's so important for people to recognize how incredibly common it is, right? So these feelings, those fears of like, should I even be in this job? Am I the right person for this? You know, who have I fooled into thinking I know what I'm doing is very, very common. And I think it helps people to understand that they're not alone 
and whatever they're feeling. I think so much of the work that we do related to imposter syndrome and really everything actually always comes back to this idea that whatever you're experiencing is part of the human condition and you're never alone. You're never the only one experiencing it. So it's okay to be open about it. So imposter syndrome, I will share with you my <laughs> favorite way to overcome it, which is actually recognizing that when I have imposter syndrome, I'm not, I'm not just being critical of myself. I'm not just being self-critical. I'm actually being very critical of everybody around me because part of what I'm saying is like, y'all are so dumb for thinking I can add any kind of value in this role. Like you're so stupid. I have fooled all of you. You're so dumb for thinking that I'm good at this or that you're learning anything from me or that I'm contributing. Like it's actually this critical nature of everybody else. And so what if we stop criticizing other people? What if you stop criticizing them in that moment? What if they're not stupid? What if they actually have a good sense of what value looks like? What if they do have the ability to see talent? Now what happens? Oh, well, maybe I do kind of know what I'm doing. Maybe I am adding value, even though I'm imperfect, even though I don't always have the answers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe I don't have to be perfect to feel like I'm still valuable in this role. That helped me so much. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just putting everybody else down. Let me stop doing that. And maybe they do know what they're doing when they put me here. I am so excited to share with you that She Believes She Could book is now on sale and available for pre-order. And when you pre-order, you unlock a bunch of really cool bonuses that you can take advantage of, including access to all of the success tools and resources, the online course that goes along with it. You're invited to join our private Facebook launch community, which I will be behind the scenes walking you through every step of the process, sharing with you the ups, the downs, the trials, the tribulations, all the excitement as we get ready for our official launch in September. So you purchasing your book ahead of time sends all the signals to the bookstores that this book needs to be on their shelves. So it's really, really, really important that you secure your order today. I cannot thank you enough for all of your support on this journey. Go to www.shebelievedbook.com. Grab your order to join us in the pre-launch process or secure your bonuses. Again, thank you so much. www.shebelievedbook.com. I love that you went there with this. In the book, I talk about some of the moments throughout my career where I felt like very similar to this, right? So like early days ARS, when I was like employee number two, we were building this company from, you know, dirt in a dream. And, you know, there was, there were some pivotal moments early on before we worked together. Um, but one of them was there were investors that were coming to look at the facility and we had just opened. We were only about 90 days in. The facility was full. It was doing really well. All of these things. But like that in my brain was something that we would deal with like three to five years in, not something we would deal with in the first six months. And it was the first time that I was really staring imposter syndrome in the face. And I will never forget. I told the story at the book around. I get this call from our director at the time. And he's like, Allison, I need you to put together an investor deck. Like, We've got these people that are going to be flying in that could potentially really set us up for success. And I had no idea what that meant. And I remember sitting on the floor at FedEx, <laughs> trying to like put all the crap together that I could, like just manufacturing stuff out of thin air. And I sat there going, 
oh my God, like I am so out of my league. Who am I to be here? You know, I fooled them, blah, blah, blah. Like exactly the stuff that you just said. But it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, but they saw something in me. Like I'm here for a reason. And if they can believe in me, then I'm going to borrow their confidence in me and just try to do it one day at a time. Right. (laughs) Like figure this out. Google and God helped me a lot in those days. (laughs) But like, it was one of those moments. Right. But I could have quit at that moment too. Right. I could have been like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to like exit before I make a fool out of myself, but I didn't. And I leaned in and I learned a lot and I had a beautiful career there, but it's bizarre. And I think it can be something that, you know, at every stage and phase, you have a choice of like, if you're going to listen to that, you know, that inner narrative. Um, And I know you talk a lot about inner critic, um, but I also think your imposter syndrome, when it does show up, it's a good reminder that you're challenging yourself too, and that you're pushing yourself and it's not supposed to be easy all the time, right? We're not supposed to be complacent. Um, This is how we grow. And so it's natural and it's okay. (laughs) My favorite things to say is choose your hard, right? Like it's, it's hard to push yourself outside your comfort zone, but it's also hard to sit stagnant and not grow, right? It can be hard to get up early and go exercise and be fit. And it can also be hard to be unhealthy. So just choose your hard. I love that. I feel like that just needs to be the quote for this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we navigated a lot of hard things. And I know that the season of life where, you know, I really leaned on you the most were were ones where I was making really big, bold decisions and really exploring uh, which hard road I was going to go. Right. So going back to the complacency conversation, like I was very settled in my role towards the end. Right. There really wasn't anything challenging me. Um, There were no additional facilities really opening at the time. And you know, I felt kind of maxed out in my role. And I know that you knew that I had felt that way for a while. And yet I had been scared to have conversations that could potentially rock the boat. So can we talk about just those moments of listening to ourselves um, when we need to get quiet and we need to really iron out what we're feeling? And maybe you could share some insight with those that are listening. Yeah. I mean, this comes back to one of our our core ideas around choice and what am I allowing? And by the way, you know, I'm using I language because that's how I invite others to speak. So it's, it's you, it's we, it's applicable to all of us, but just to kind of personalize it. When I am allowing myself to be controlled by shoulds, things that I should do. Um, another one of my favorite lines is stop shooting all over yourself. And, and notice that, like, what is your inner monologue? What is your inner language? Is it, well, I really should stay here because, well, I really shouldn't leave because, well, I really should, where is this coming from, right? What is the origin of the should? And allow yourself to just explore other options, even if you're convinced you'll never do it. Just recognize that it is a choice. I have worked with so many leaders who have genuinely put blinders on in a moment. It's a human thing to do to say, I, I can't, I can't leave. I can't do this. I can't. And they, they literally remove it as an option. And I invite them just to just bring it back in, look at it, recognize that you can recognize it's an option and still not choose it, but look at it as a choice first and foremost. And often what happens in that moment is people become more aware that their shoulds are not actually internally generated. 
it's some external source and they're not congruent. They're not in alignment with themselves. And once they start to allow themselves to see these things that they can do, then they start to think about, okay, but there's things that scare me here. Okay. But there's things that are scary about staying. And so a lot of it's about allowing yourself to envision that these things are genuinely possible and then painting enough of a picture that you can see it almost as clearly as you can see status quo. Because it can be hard to step into something that's blurry or fuzzy or unknown, right? That can generate a lot of fear. And sometimes we stay in a place that's not as good for us because we can see it so clearly. It's right here. But paint that picture. Let yourself see what it could be and then go create it. Yeah. Well, I love it. I mean, and it was a huge decision for me to, well, there were two big, really two really big decisions rather that, you know, I can think of in the last few months of ARS, right. Or last year's really one was having a really bold conversation that I didn't want to be in the role that I was currently in, which I think is a hard conversation to have anyways, no matter what. And then ultimately the decision to leave. And, um, it was the right decision for me at the time. And I'm, I'm grateful for new beginnings and beautiful opportunities and, and trusting myself enough to start over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a huge, I think that was the biggest part is that there was so much time under my belt, right. That it was so familiar and I knew I could do it versus literally starting from ground zero again, but yeah. I did it and I'm grateful. And the best things in life are on the other side of fear so often, right. And your willingness to have those difficult conversations and make those bold moves is everything. And you have done that over and over and over again. You have taken the bold route, you know, even the choice to bring me in to come up with your leaders is a vulnerable, bold choice to say, Hey, I'm going to invite us all to do a lot of introspection and some of it's going to feel hard and it's going to feel a little messy and we're going to do it because it's going to make us better. Like even that is such a bold choice and it takes you places. It does. And you grow so much, so Mm -hmm. much. So beautiful. Well, I just, I adore you. And I'm also like, just for all the powerhouse women that are listening right now, like Laura is an incredible entrepreneur as well. You mean you've done such an incredible job growing your own company. You've acquired others along the way. You just celebrated 10 years, right? Like so huge. I love this for you. And you know, I just, I love cheering you on too and sharing you with the world because I know how incredible of an impact you had on my life. And I want everybody to have the chance to be moved or influenced by you or somebody similar, because the amount of growth and awareness and just gratitude, you know, that I have, um, as a result of the work that we did, I, you forever changed my life. And I'm just really, really blessed that you are part of the people that I turn to and lean on and, um, you know, I talk about the board of advisors in my book too, about just putting the people around you that you need, the people that will challenge you, the people that will help change you, that will help you live up or me, I'll use my eye language that will help me, <laughs> got to learn my lessons over here. They'll help me continue to grow and step into the person that I want to be, you know, I, and I am grateful, very, very grateful. So thank you. Thank you for coming on today and just sharing a little bit more of, of what we did and the work we did and and what you know what's possible for other people too. Because I always say it's really hard to be it if you can't see it. And you allow us to see ourselves. I have been able to see myself in a different way. And I'm really grateful for you. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you too. 
I hope you absolutely loved our time together. If you want to reach out to Laura and consider working with her as well, you can go to GallagherEdge.com. I will link everything in the show notes. She is an incredible coach. She is absolutely transformative when it comes to working with teams, and she's an incredible person as well. So please reach out to her if this is something that you're interested in. You can also pick up a copy of SheBelievedBook.com and check out all of the wonderful things that I learned from Laura as a result of my time with her. So thank you again for being here. We are so close to bringing this book to life, and I am so thrilled that you are part of this journey with us. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I hope you loved this show. If you did, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It makes a big difference and helps a lot more queens who are chasing their dreams to find this show too. We work really hard on creating a quality production and I want to make sure as many people that need to listen to it can. So we appreciate your help in advance. And of course, check out the show notes. We always include lots of great information in there as well as links so that you can continue the conversation or access additional support or resources or the book recommendations from our guests. So please check that out. We would love for you to continue to stay engaged with our beautiful community. You can also access the She Believed She Could Facebook community from the link in the show notes as well. And you know, we'll be continuing the conversation at Allison Walsh on Instagram. So please join us there. And remember, I believe in you 1000%. And my goal is that you do too. So please stay connected. Let me know how I can support you as you chase and accomplish your goals. I'm always happy to make a connection or maybe it's just to fill up your cup and tell you that you're an awesome queen that can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. So whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm so excited for you. Stay focused, beautiful. It is all within reach and you deserve abundant success. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.